Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Write Brain, a podcast about writing and crowdfunded publishing. Good night, day, evening, morning, shower time, everybody. My name is Jeff Dubois, and welcome to Write Brain, episode 21. I will be your host, along with my good friend Paul Inman, the author of Ageless. Paul, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It's been a, a, a few weeks since we last chatted, JF, and a lot of good things are going on for you, I hear, and a lot of interesting things are going on for me. So I'm, I'm great. I'm feeling I, I, good. I think you need to flip that, Paul. I think you need to flip that. A lot of interesting things are going on for me. I don't know if they're good because a lot of it's kind of unresolved, the gray area. There's some good. I mean, there's definitely some good. It's just that a lot of it is... Um, couched in, in in a thick mist of hard work and confusion. Uh, meanwhile, you, I mean, it's all good. You're, I mean, you're, you, you've, your book is out. You had a launch party. You had an I awesome did. looking launch party. It was, man. The, the um, comic book store, Coastal Comics, um, down the street from from my house here, they were so awesome to host it, and it, they were just great. And it was actually free comic book day, too. So the entire time during the launch um, party that people were coming up and checking out the book. And I had probably, I think maybe I sold probably, I don't know, 10, 10 copies good. to people I didn't even know. You know what I mean? And then I had people there getting their, I, I did a signing, um, because I'm just that egotistical, you know? So I, I was like, yeah, I'll sign your book. Sure. So I, I made it a, a signing event too. And people came, got their book signed. We hung out, we, um, picked up a bunch of free comic books, my wife and I, and, and my daughter too. And uh, it was just a really, really good time, man. And a lot of people were there. A lot of people came out. Really cool, cool store, too. Honestly, there's not a whole lot of independent bookstores around here close to where, you know, these to where I live. I mean, there's one maybe, I don't know, south. If you go maybe 25 minutes south, there's one. But other than that, there's not very many. It's mostly the chains around here. So I went with the, the comic book shop because, you know, this book sort of has a comic booky kind of feel to it kind of x-men ish sort of because um the the uh the main character alice you know she's got uh, or alessandra she's got um uh like hmm, i hesitate with the word special power but she's got some kind of genetic anomaly going on so i kind of like mutant. to compare it. she's a she is sort of she's, she's totally an x-man she totally is sort of a mutant you know but uh, I thought it was a, a good fit, and um, you know, it was it was a great time, and I'm, I'm really excited that the book is out. Actually, I'm really excited, and I'm really like getting some good feedback and some real feedback. Like that's important to me because you can't you can't grow if you don't get something real. You know, like every friends and family are awesome; they're going to be your support. Um, you know, they're going to be your support no matter what. But getting that feedback outside of your circle is so important to. Um, you know, validating that you, who, what you're doing and improving, you know, growth. Well, it's, yeah, your growth is, is dependent on getting uh, the appropriate feedback. And I've, I've come to terms, like when, when I first started doing the better reading thing and asking friends to read some of my stuff and give me feedback, I was almost angry, I want to say, at some of my friends, like my, my best friend Dave, who's just like the, the, the best human being in the world always came back with the best feedback as in, oh, this is the best book ever and it's going to be amazing and should be made into three, no less than three movies. I'm like, <laughs> that is super flattering, but also useless. It, there's, yeah. there's, there's nothing to take, there's no take back from that. And, but I've, I've learned to sort of accept that I need all the better readers. Like I, I, I've sort of, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that I managed to call my better reader list to a point where I have enough better readers, enough test readers that I can have various categories. And I, I've, I've realized that I need all of them to progress as an author. Like I've got my critical people, like the guys that the guys and girls, actually mostly girls that will tell me you know, specifically, okay, this is wrong. This needs to be fixed. I didn't understand that and all that stuff. I've got two people that will never say anything negative about anything I read and as far as I used to think that's useless, I've now come to accept that it's part of the process. These, these are the guys whose reviews or critiques I go read after I read something from the third group. The guys who will always find something wrong no matter what I do. 
Right. You just kind of need that. Um, you need that to bounce back sometimes, you know? Exactly. So I, I need the third, I need the, the middle group is obviously the most important because they're the guys who are going to give me the, the all important constructive criticism. The hyper negative guys is the, the idea is not to take their point of view for cash. It is and, and not necessarily to try to please them because you can't, but that's fine because they're the guys who keep you grounded. And then you've got the third guys who are there to just make you realize that even if there are some people that you can never please, there are some people that will always be there to support you. So it, it's really kind of that this 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 triforce of power that you you need to be able to to get your stuff properly evaluated. Well, I mean, I I totally agree too, and I um I'm seeing a lot of uh, people who I don't know that are are um, leaving comments on the book on either Goodreads or Amazon. Um, and, you know, I'm happy that the majority of them are, are getting what I'm trying to do because that's something you always worry about as a writer. Am I, am I making myself clear? I mean, you, you can have, you know, however many hundreds of pages of, of stuff, but is, is it going to make sense? Is it clear? Does people, do the people understand the story? Um, are, they, are you communicating what you're trying to communicate here? Whether or not they love what you're trying to communicate is, is a little bit different, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I'm thankful for all the readers, um, positive, negative, in between, you know, I'm thankful for all that, because for the most part, the reviews that I've gotten and seen so far have been um, uh, helpful in some way. Uh, even though, even the couple of negatives, I don't have too many negatives now. Let's not go do, crazy. Do yet. you have do you have but the dreaded one star review? Are are you still a I one do. star virgin? No, okay. no, I do. I got I have gotten one one star review, and that's the only one that I have any kind of um, uh, any kind of problem with. And you know, it's not because it's even one star. It's because of the fact that the person um, decided that they were gonna. Um, not even finish the book. And that's the thing that, that hurts me. And uh, the person wrote, yeah, it was all right. I just, the writing seemed a little clunky. And so I stopped. And I'm like, so you gave it a one star? So, you know, here's what I'm telling you, not that you're listening, but this is what I want to say. At least please finish the book because you never even, you never know what's going to happen, especially in my my particular story. Being nonlinear, you don't know what's going on until you get through some of it. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, pays off to keep reading so hey but you know it's it's only it's only one review it's not going to kill me i'm not going to cry every night for the next three months okay you, you got you're, me you're JM. totally you're totally gonna cry <laughs> at, not three months but you know two and a half yeah maybe. there you go <laughs> i mean you'll there get you over it eventually i will once i shut the internet off for good you know <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not that big a deal. Actually, for the most part, I'd say probably 90% of the reviews are really positive. Four stars, three. I got a few three stars, but most of them are four stars and up. So that's really good. Um, and I'm just happy every time there is a review. It doesn't even matter if it's good or bad. Because if you get a review, somebody's reading your stuff. So that's good. That's, that's always the thing. Like my, my first goal, my, my main goal with um, with Life Engineered was to get the book in front of as many eyes as possible, and I feel I feel that that that's been achieved. Mm. It's it's one of the mistakes I find with a lot of people who want to get into writing that they want their first book to be an immediate success. Everybody wants to essentially write Harry Potter. They they want to immediately be John Grisham, but that's that's we've talked about this. This is that's winning oh, yeah. the lottery. The first step, your first step as a writer is getting readers and I, you do that at any cost. And if that cost means not necessarily making a fortune off your first book, perfect. That's fine. The next book will do better. Yeah. And, and obviously, and, go ahead, sorry. No, so I was just saying, and that's something I'm seeing like right now, it's very, it's early to, 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 to make any decision, but right now God in the Shed is trending to do better than Life Engineer did. And that's that's kind of what you want, you know what I mean? If every time, if you're growing every time, um, as and I, I'm speaking in terms of just uh, sales and and uh, um, pure numbers here. Uh, if you're growing every time, that's something that you want to see. It's something that you want to see happen, right? Or at least I would think you want to see that you're expanding out because eventually down the road, um, 
your fan base, or that's weird to say, isn't it? it isn't uh, it? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, um, I got an I got an, uh, a private message from someone, like, and more than one actually, which makes it even weirder. Is saying, "Hi, I'm a fan." Like, no, you're you're someone who read something I wrote. Don't yeah. don't say that. Don't yeah. say fan. It's <laughs> no. intimidating. It's the scariest word. It is. You're just like, no, you're you're Chuck. I know you, Chuck. You're a good guy, right? You know, or whatever. Um, but um if you know, you see the your following, for lack of a better word, I don't I don't want to go back to fan base, but you see it growing, and that's a good thing because you know eventually they're gonna be like, if they're enjoying your work, they're gonna look into your back catalog and they'll get back to the life engineered in one way or another, you know. Um, for you specifically. But uh I I don't know. I just think it's good. No matter what the reviews are, at least they're reading it, except for that one-star review. You know, you can just... I don't know. I'm going to stop stop myself now before I get worked up into tears here, JF. Into tears. I, I will, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to see a grown man cry. Oh, I love seeing grown men cry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Look, listen, listen, Paul. I've As much as a year ago... I was uh, I was deep into working on Life Engineered, which is a very uplifting, uh, positive, optimistic book for the future. I'm currently working on my manuscript of uh, God in the Shed, which is a horror book, and I, as I'm rereading some of it, I'm starting to wonder what the hell was wrong with me. <laughs> you know, I did that a lot with Ageless. I did actually. It's a very it's it's interesting to revisit things that you've written a while ago because you sort of have to go back to that same headspace. Anyways, right. So yeah, no, I grown, grown men crying, amazing. <laughs> I'm going to assume that there's something like that in your book, and that's just me. I don't know. I haven't read it yet, other than the little bit that I have read. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. The little bit that you have available. Maybe I'll put it that way. Um, so uh, you know. It's just going great. You know, I followed your lead there. I took a little um took a little page out of the JF book and I actually wrote a companion piece short story and when the book launched um a few days back, I uh had it posted up on uh examiner.com and it actually was pretty cool. They actually made it a feature on the Arts and Entertainment page. I saw so that, that. Was very neat. cool. That was pretty neat and um I actually utilized the services of Story Perfect story editing is that what it's called i don't remember i have no idea john robbins um company um Uh, yeah yeah so i utilized um, the services yeah i utilized the services of john robin to help with um to polish up the short story a little bit because uh it was um i I took a little bit that i had cut from the book and and it was um an important it was important to me i mean it wasn't important to the overall story but i took a little bit of it and i rewrote it and expanded on it and i uh you get to see what's going on that you kind of only briefly hear about in the book. So I thought that was a neat idea, and um, I I called it a side quill. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's what we were calling it, so that stuck with it. So it's not necessarily a prequel or a sequel, but it's happening at the same time as some of the events in the book. So that was that was kind Supplementary of Supplementary material. Yeah, it was, it was a fun companion piece to write, and um, I'm hoping that people are liking it. In fact, I talked to... Uh, Alicia from um, Examiner, and she said that uh, the editors over there loved it, and they thought it was great, and they were really happy that um, they could feature it. So that's pretty neat. And uh, as of today, the, she said there, there's been at least a couple hundred you know, people who have hit on it. So that's really cool. So if you're out there listening and you haven't read it, but you've read Ageless, maybe take a look at it. It's free on Examiner.com, and, and you can find the link on our Twitter, on the Right Brain Twitter, at RightBrain underscore little plug there jf yeah no that's fine it's cool <laughs> so um i mean i'm just i'm on cloud nine i, kn- I know where you were uh, a couple months ago so i thought i think that's um pretty pretty awesome yeah I, I i i will totally fess up to not having read it yet that's okay um, no worries but, but I, I i will i've i've been i've been busy paul i've been yes. busy yes I've, and <laughs> i feel in my Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, uh, my favorite thing that you do to me all the time. You go, I'm so busy, Paul, and I can't tell you anything. I love that. I'm just like, okay, well, why do you tell me that you're busy then? And and then I realize, oh, it's because we're recording a podcast. That's right. <laughs> well, the, here here's the thing, right? The um, <laughs> just, uh, you just, just love just, to tease me. That's all it is. 
yeah, but here's the problem is that you're probably making like I can already see that you're imagining all these very, very complex fancy scenarios. And of course, I am. the reason the reason why I don't talk about it is kind of this sort of personal superstition. I don't like to talk about things until they are good to go until they're they're sort of a done deal. And that goes for things of just about any scale. Like it, when I was looking for a job, I was going to interviews, but until I signed for the job, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my family or friends I was do, going through the process because I, I don't know. I don't feel, I hate that moment where you say to someone, this cool thing might happen. And then later on, you have to go back to these people and say, yeah, that cool thing. Yeah, it didn't happen. Didn't happen, yeah. So that's, I'd that's rather not talk about it or talk about it only after the facts. Yeah, that thing I was talking about was this and it did not happen. I apologize. Like it's it sucks, but that's that's life. Yeah, so it, it's, it's it's all good, man. I, I'm just giving you a hard time because we're recording. But, so <laughs> But what what's really been taking a lot of my time is that I like I'm jumping back into well, I filled out my questionnaires and I've um I, f- I filled out my questionnaires and I've sent all that to Inkshares and I'm reviewing my manuscript, going back, correcting things that I that, that bug me, bringing, basically bringing this kind of old manuscript back to to the level of where I feel my writing is at now, which means a lot of rewriting. So that that's been taking a lot of my time. Well, you know what that that raises an, an interesting question. Um, now that you have went through the process with Ink Shares and Girl Friday, the editing process, as you're rereading it, are you seeing things in a different light? Because I know that when I was when I was working on this short story, um, I was I was clearly going, okay, I know that doesn't work now, you know. So I, I picked up some tips. Basically, I mean, are, have you are you seeing things from a different perspective? Oh, absolutely. Having gone through the editing process once with DevEdit and with the, the proofreading, as I'm rewriting, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm sort of already pre-correcting that I know they'll be calling me out on. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, at, at, to a certain degree, it's not. I don't think it's going to influence the end product that much because th- these are things that people that they will have caught, caught anyways. Right. And but the the the. I don't know. It, it just now it feels like oh, I know, I know this is wrong. It needs to be corrected. I don't want to send that in because I don't want to look like a fool to the editor. Mm. And I, there's no guarantee I'm going to get the same editor. Um, and in fact, they're probably going to choose someone who's more comfortable with the tropes of a horror novel. So yeah, we'll see how that works out. Uh, you know, I, uh, that raises another interesting um, idea here. Would you want to work with the same editor? I had really good chemistry with Cleet Smith, my editor. I thought we worked really well together. I loved his feedback, the way now he, he just wrote the, the feedback. Dev editor, right? He was just the developmental yes, editor. Yes. Okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll be honest, and this this may be my naivete uh, coming, you know, you know, when looking at the job of proofreader. But I, I view proofreading as a much more mechanical mm-hmm. thing. Yep. So I'm 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 less picky about who I work with for proofreading because to me proofreading is this this sentence doesn't work, this is the wrong word, this punctuation needs to be corrected. There's no arguing, there's no back and forth. I mean, they tell me I wrote it wrong, it's because I wrote it wrong and I need to correct it. There's no oh, but no, no, my intent with the comma was no, there's there's none of that. This is yeah. This is how language works. Fix yeah. it. <laughs> the the rules are more hard and fast in, in exactly the, in the so grammar. And b- because of that, I don't feel the need to. I don't. I don't feel the need to be very picky about the the, the, the proof the proofreader. Obviously, I want a quality proofreader, but I have full confidence in in uh, Ink Shares and Girl Friday Production to to share something like that to 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 to, to select someone that's going to do a good job. So I am not worried, but no. I'm very excited. I am excited for you, man. Um, being the first person to fund two books, well, we'll we'll uh, we'll just call it to the, to the full funding. You get it going through the full the full. Oh, what am I trying to say here? Am you I know the what first I'm saying. person? I'm, I think I'm you not are. Sure, I think you are. Um, I've been doing sure a lot of mentioned. Work. You've been doing a lot of work. I've been doing a lot. Well, as I was going to say, I've been doing a lot of work on the Wikipedia. And I have yet to come across another person that has two funded books. 
Now, that doesn't mean that they don't exist. I mean, I may just not have come across it yet. Um, so um, out th- if you're listening out there, I've been um, working on the Inkshares Wikipedia, um, and it's uh, it's coming along slowly but surely. Um, but uh, you can go check it out if you if you like. And for those of you who are you know don't know much about Inkshares, you can get a little bit of a quick rundown over there about uh, the history, short history, because I don't know a whole lot, but um, and uh, see what books they have now published that which is many books and i just added my own book ageless to it so that means i need to uh update i wrote 34 books maybe i gotta change it to 35 now <laughs> so um uh in my in my limited research maybe i'll say that <laughs> uh i haven't seen anyone else yet jf now that doesn't mean that there's no one on your heels because i think that um brian guthrie might be on your heels of getting a second book Oh, he's he's doing very well in the in the uh, hard science contest, and I'm, he is, he which is. is which is good news. Brian's uh, becoming a, a, ver- a fairly good friend of mine, so I'm I'm happy to see that he's doing well in that contest. Not that I have anything against the other contestants, but you know, I'm not gonna lie and pretend I don't want to see my friends win. <laughs> he's well on his way. I think he's definitely going to be one of the top. Oh, uh, and that he, ends he, pretty he looked- soon. What is today? Yeah, it it today is the uh, the twelfth, and okay. it ends in three days. So yeah, it'll be over very soon. Speaking of books, currently funding on Inkshares or otherwise, Paul, do you want to talk about a couple of books on Inkshare? We haven't done that in a while because yeah. we haven't done a show in a while. <laughs> yes, you are right. So yeah, definitely. Do you want to start us out, or would you like me to? Um, I want I want to start us out because I want to take us uh, I want to take us a bit on the journey. I, I I was shopping around. I I've been spending a lot of time shopping around uh, Inkshares actually recently, and I'm surprised that I'm having trouble finding books that hook me as much as uh, as I used to. Because right now, a lot of books are kind of already locked into the hard science fiction contest, so we mm-hmm. can't talk about them. And there's like a lot of cool ones there. Because we choose I'm, not to talk about them <laughs> necessarily, you know. It's 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 one of our rules, and if we follow yeah. our rules, we can't. So. Yeah. So, um, but if you have not, go check them out because there are like JF was saying. JF was saying there's a lot of cool ones. I'm I really like hard sci-fi, and <laughs> not being able to pick from that list is really hurting me. Me too. But, I just finished reading The Martian about a week ago. Man, it's a great book. I mean, I knew it was yeah, going to be good, good but. It was really good, man. Anyway, I'm sorry, interrupting. It, Go ahead. A couple, <laughs> couple, couple of things that bug me in that book, but it's fine. It, it, well, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's still I was good entertained. Book, so I was entertained. No, no, that definitely no. It's, it's it, it it deserves every single accolade it receives. So I I did manage to find a book that um that that struck my fancy because what I look for when I'm shopping for books is I'm looking for something that has a concept that that's you know speaks differently to me something that will resonate with some you know either a, a, one of my own passions or asks a question that i've already asked myself but never really dug enough to find the answer and i've been i've been reading a lot about science fiction and the future of humanity how and you know and very recently there've been this uh this announcement of this company getting uh, permission from an ethics committee to try to "quote unquote" bring the dead back to life, and mm-hmm. if you've ever read uh, the the Red Mars, Blue Mar- Green Mars, uh, Blue Mars uh, trilogy by Kim Stanley Robinson, some of the idea of prolonging life is and in the social impacts uh, attached to that is explored, as well as some of the psychological impacts of prolonged life are explored. So these these are questions that, as a science science fiction fan, I've often asked myself: What's going to happen once we defeat death? And as I was shopping for a book, I fell upon this uh, this book that's currently funding. It actually, I'm surprised it didn't get on my radar earlier. The book is called Terminus by uh, I'm gonna not pronounce her name correctly, Jay Milius, and it looks it's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a staff pick. It was selected by the CEO syndicate, and somehow I did not. I only noticed it, I think, yesterday or something. And basically, it asks a question What would become of the world if the dead never left us? If we could reach across the divide and communicate with those we've lost? In a stagnating world obsessed with the past, three strangers find a way to move towards a new future. And. 
I don't know what kind of mood I was when I fell upon that description, but there is a certain melancholy to how the book is described that appeals to perhaps my darker moods these days as I'm <laughs> rewriting and editing a horror novel. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> so, yeah, because here's here's a little insight into how I uh, I function also is that I... I'm very dependent on mood music when I write. So I've been listening to really depressing stuff and really darker um, team music. So anyways, so uh, about the books, let, let me read the description for you. Uh, Terminus is a science fiction novel set in a future in which technology has enabled the living to communicate with the dead. The world has rallied around this window between realms. The dead hold unprecedented influence, while the living sacrifice entire fortunes vying for their turn to peek across the other side. They get their chance at the Terminus, a looming tower in which those who have been left behind can summon the souls of their choosing. The narrative follows three characters. In chapters of alternating perspective, Riley, a jaded financial advisor working in the thriving afterlife planning industry, Ben, a Terminus engineer with a family secret, and Sully, an aging rock star faced with the prospect of playing a reunion concert with his, concert with his deceased bandmates, the tower brings the three of them together, building strange friendships and hesitant romance, bonded by the ennui of living in a world where, with one foot in the grave. It's a story of lies and guilt and lost loves, of finding moments of humor and beauty in a world obsessed with death. So it's weird, and it seems to want to touch on a lot of the cool things, like the, a lot of the questions I would ask myself about, like if you could, you know, reach beyond death somehow, like the whole the, the whole concept of being able to perform activities with the deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is gonna sound a bit morbid, but how how would you feel if we're gonna keep in the realm of the the writers? How would you feel if Neil Gaiman could write one more collaboration with Terry Pratchett after his death? It's uh, kind of an interesting way to put it. I mean, it, it's it's I think it's a neat idea. I think it's a pretty neat idea. Like um, you said, it was weird, and that's not actually where my mind went. I was like, wow, this sounds actually really neat. Uh, I like I'm it, it weird picks, and it, neat can coexist, Paul. You are you are correct. You are correct. You don't have to explain that to me. But uh, I I don't know. I just weird is not the direction I went, and I don't mean weird in a negative way. And I know that you didn't mean it in a negative way. Um, but I don't know. It sounds really interesting. I was reading I was reading forward while you were reading that to everyone because <laughs> I read it a little earlier. Um, when you told me what you had picked, I was looking at it. Uh, so I mean, it just sounds really neat. I think this is a really interesting concept. Uh, it's like you said, like you, you can explore so many different ideas, like opening up the door to uh, being able to not just communicate, but um, I don't know. Well, but it's like, look, look, you're, I, I mean, I can't think the, of a better just, example than what just you Just look get. at that terminology, afterlife planning industry. That exactly. Just, it, there, there's something dark and morbid and sort of depressing in the idea that people spend their life pre- preparing for for their afterlife it's oh there's a lot of really cool places this could go and so far like the, the, the little bits i've read from the prologue it seem it seems well written and this this is not going to be beach reading for me. This is not something i'm going to be reading to uh, as uh, to, to uplift myself. But it's definitely it's one of those rainy day books where you're not necessarily already in a good mood and you don't want to be. Right. And you just That's you just want to read about how, you know, people deal with death and hopefully there's like an uplifting turn at the end like but I don't know. It's I'll compare it a bit to Pilot X by Tom Merritt, which is funding very well, by the way. Um, yes, it is. In the sense that it feels like it is less going to be about the narrative and more about the thematic explorations. And I really like those books. I like books that, as much as I, I, I personally, what I feel like I write is less about exploring themes and more about the narrative, I like the opposite. I like reading things that are really about cutting apart uh, a, a story concept and, and looking deep into it. Pilot X is, 
has three very, very different examples of how a society would deal with having uh, access to time travel. And this looks like it's coming from three different angles to look at how this, this life after death thing would work. And I'm, I'm very curious about it. I am too. So um, if you have not yet, go check it out. There's plenty of time left in the, in the funding. 49, 49 days as of right now. So by the time you hear this, a little less than that, obviously. And uh, it's it's picked, uh, well, I don't know how long it's been up, because it, like you, I it was not on my radar, too. Although, now that I was thinking about it, I do remember when it went up for the uh, CEO syndicate. It wasn't all that long ago, I don't think. Or the staff pick, one of the two, one of the two. It was pretty recently. Um, anyway, check it out, and, um, you know, leave some feedback about the writing. There's a lot of good uh, feedback already from some um, pretty... Pretty good uh, Inkshare community people here, so um, check it out. How about you, Paul? I am actually uh, bringing a book to the table that I have seen on and off and I have known about, but I just haven't really spent a lot of time. Um, obviously, I've, you know, uh, you personally will know how it is. When you're getting ready for the launch of your book, you don't have any time. And then when I was no like... No idea. Yeah, it is... <laughs> I've, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I, I do realize. And um, and then, of course, I was like, you know, I'm going to make a companion short story to go with this. So I, I had even less time. But, you know, I've been uh, trolling, if you want to use that ter- term, around Inkshares, looking for some interesting books. And this one has always been there, and I just haven't put a lot of time, again, short on time, um, into looking really deep at any of the books. But this one really caught my eye. The Amaranth chronicles and i i'm i'm hoping that's right it looks right deviant rising and uh this is actually a book that it um appears to be co-written but it's it's a little bit vague here i'm not sure because well i'll get to that more in a minute but alexander barnes and um it looks like a co-writer uh christopher pre preman pre oh gosh always with the names man Preman, Preman, we're, we're, we're the worst. Oh, yeah, we are the worst. Things. But um, and the reason I say that it's a little bit, it seems a little bit uh, ambiguous. Is obviously on Inkshares, it's set up to where if you have a co-written book, you can only you only have one author on your account unless you open an account and specifically name it the both writers. Um, but Alexander Barnes is who it looks like it's by. But um, if if you Go a little further down on the the page, which we're I'm going to talk about for I'm going to talk about it in just a minute. It does appear to be two authors, Christopher and Alexander. And um, uh, as I was reading through this, it seems to me like that this is uh, has already maybe been published before, or some version of this, or this could be a sequel. Again, not necessarily 100 percent clear in the on the page. Uh, their actual they have a video on their page too, which I watched but at this point it was when they first posted this dra- um this uh campaign page and I can't remember I watched so many of the videos that are out there uh so I can't remember they may go into a little bit more detail about what that is but um the idea so if you're looking at the by the way before I start reading anything about it if you check out their page it looks really good they have some really really top notch pro looking artwork of not only their characters but also um some of the uh ships in the story, which I am kind of a sucker for ships, JF. So when um, I was reading Life Engineered, and uh, you know, I, I found out that some of your characters characters were ships because I don't think I realized that before. Um, uh, I you was did really not. I did not actually. I don't think I did not because I, I don't remember on your page. Um, I can't remember. I haven't been to your page in forever. Life Engineered page. But I, 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 I really, I don't go into the details of what the what the various characters are. Right. on my, uh, on my page. So I was really it's, excited. That's what I was getting to. Really excited about that because I, I love, I love spaceships, man. And like just to see, because I know you've posted some um art, uh, fan art again. Strange, um, to say that, but I know you've posted right. <laughs> I know you've posted some fan art and uh, just checking out the way other people see these ships and it being at least similar to the way I'm seeing it too. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Because uh, I think spaceships are awesome, man. You know, I don't know why, but d- you just think of like... Well, you, you're not wrong. Spaceships are the best. They're just spaceships amazing. are awesome. Well, the spaceships that uh, he has on here, they just look really neat. I think that they're really like cool looking. 
Uh, so I guess one, I guess this one's called the Amaranth, which is the name of the ship. I don't know, but anyway, uh, it, I, I, I believe so. That's what it looks like from. That's, that's what, what it looks, looks like, like to according to this. But and then the Storm Chaser, that's a really cool one too, man. I, I'm I'm interested to see how these um play into the uh, actual story. Speaking of the actual story, I'll read a little bit for you. So, um, the Amaranth chronicles the idea. This is straight from the campaign page. The Helix was created to revolutionize the way we communicate, connect, and share. It brought the entire galaxy to our doorstep. It gave us the ability to collaborate with a single thought. But even the purest of intentions can spawn terrible evil. What was once a vision of greatness has become something much more malevolent. Life, liberty, and love are now forbidden and even reality is only what they say it is. So, I mean, that gives you kind of like a little uh, vague vagueness there. Uh, but, I mean, it's enough to like wet your whistle for me anyway. I think I was like, okay, um, there's a whole lot going on in just that one paragraph. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm, it's making me ask the right questions in my mind. Okay, you know what I mean? I'm sure and that, this you know. this is this is a meaty book. Like a lot of the books that we usually see fen- f- funding are about 300 pages, and this is this this clocks in at 538. So yeah, this so is this big. is not a a light read. No, yeah, you're not going to finish. Well, maybe you. I don't know how fast you read. I guess I'm a slow reader, apparently. But uh, I wouldn't finish this in a day. Um, not that I would have the time to read 538 pages in a day, but um, a little bit more condensed uh, version is their little tag at the, at the top of the page. A group of freedom fighters joined forces with a cybernetic killer to escape a totalitarian government that wants them dead. So, I mean, that's a little bit more sum up of what the story is. And uh, honestly, I think that their page is pretty well done. And they actually go into um, the first edition of the book. That's where I'm confused here, because when I read the title, I'm thinking, okay, that this is part of a larger story. But um, apparently they are trying to re-release. And it goes on to say that, in a nutshell, this story is Firefly meets Deus Ex, a video game, which I'm not familiar with, um, in an, in a book form. And, uh, you know... The original Goodreads page is there if you want to check it out and read what people think about it. I have not actually went to that yet. But it looks pretty awesome, man. So uh, I can tell you um, that in the, in the community, um, Alexander, I guess it's Alexander, maybe it's Christopher, but Alexander is doing a lot of, doing a lot of cool things, and he's like creating some toys. Is that is that correct? Well, he's got, like, if you look on his page and you scroll down enough, you'll see that he's got some 3D per- printed versions of the Storm Chaser. Uh-huh. And those look just super badass. So, um, and is he giving those away? Do you know? <clears throat> uh, I have no idea. Uh, I'm hoping so because if he's giving some away and he gives some away to say, "Oh, I don't know," people who pre-ordered the book a long time ago when he first put put it on Inkshares, <laughs> then uh, then I, I might get one. And I I like toys, so I'm in. Yes, you do like toys. Cause, yeah, because I don't want to brag, but I pre-ordered this book long before you even mentioned it. So, I mean, I've been in that boat for a while. Yeah. Oh, and then there's another thing that I, I forgot to mention that I just uh, realized I forgot to mention. Right now, as of this recording, this book is really close to the light publishing goal. Um, we're talking like... Oh, yeah, it's 23 20, copies. Yeah, less than 20... Yeah, 23 copies. And um, honestly, by the time that this actually airs, it'll probably, uh, it possibly, maybe I'll say that, it'll possibly be over that um, hump because I, I foresee that this is going, I, 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 honestly, looking at this, I'm going, why hasn't this sold more? Why hasn't this sold more? Because, I mean, 227 is nothing to, you know, be ashamed of. Don't, don't, don't think that. But um, I just, it just looks like so polished already. You know what I mean? Um, maybe this guy's just an artist because all this artwork on here is just amazing. I think it's great. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my theory why it may not have sold more is because very much, and this is something I'm super guilty of is as much as I want to, I, I, I mean, I haven't heard that much from either Alexander or Christopher. Like I don't see either of them 
beating their drums, the, the, the self-promotion drum that hard. I see. And it's, it sucks to say, but you can walk in with the best product in the world in, uh, in the, the, this, this, uh, this internet age, but if you don't make sufficient noise, if you don't attract attention to it, it becomes very hard to, uh, to sell it. Because this, I mean, there is no question that this is a top-notch product. I mean, if it's been published before, then it's already got a certain level of polish. The art is just really attractive. Alexander is a UX designer, so he knows how to design a page properly, and he's done just that. The, I mean, we, we, we harp a lot about the sort of um, way to hook people into your page, and he's, he's hitting all the beats of what we usually recommend. So... There's you're right. There, there there is no reason looking at the material why it shouldn't be funding faster, except that it probably is not getting the attention it should. And I'm I'm hoping that you you're bringing it up will change that. I hope so too, because honestly, it looks like a really good read. Like I, I really think that it's going to be, uh, it has the potential at least to be a very interesting book. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. I guarantee. I can almost guarantee it's going to hit the light light funding. I mean, there's still what there's, 60, there's 50, no doubt fifty six fifty six days. days. Yeah, he, he's he's definitely going to hit the light publishing. I'm he, here's here's the thing that's kind of funny is in a way clearly doesn't need help with book design. It's already been polished once. He may not need more than the light publishing to get a quality product out. He may so not. That's the, good, but I still would like to see that go further because there's more to uh, getting the full funding than just than just covers and, and editing. Right, because that marketing, honestly, it gets you out there. Like having, um, being part of Ingram and having uh, having that uh, chance to push out into the nationwide market is just. I mean, there's no. There's no substituting for that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I don't know how much more I can do, but this, this and Terminus are both projects I want to see funded. So I'll, I'll try to bang the drums for them probably in, a, in one of my reader updates coming, coming forward. And I, I hope just having them on the show is going to help because, I mean, we forgot to mention it, but uh, Amaranth Chronicles was also uh, picked for a syndicate for the Beyond yes. the, the Sci- great sci-fi from the thing doesn't apply. Anyway, it's one of the sci the a sci-fi syndicate on Inkshares. So I mean it's it's getting accolades and it's it looks good. It's so I'm in. It's great sci-fi for the 21st century and beyond, the syndicate. Which is um led by Matthew Sobin. Oh, and Matt Matthew's good peeps. So. Yeah, and uh his his book is um it's in the works right now, right? It was the um, last man in the star system. No, it was last man, last machine in the solar. What was the name of it again? I forget. The last machine in the solar system. Yes, um, it's in the works right now, so it'll be coming out later this year, I believe. I'm pretty sure in the fall, maybe. I don't remember, but um, I'm excited for that book too. Did you remember that book? It was awesome. I thought. So uh, that wraps us up for the book. So check them out, uh, Terminus, the Amaranth Chronicles, Deviant Rising. Um, give them a look. Uh, give them your support. In fact, you can get... Oh, no, I have credits. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, what? That seems too cheap. <laughs> I forgot I had credits. Um, but still, even even still, they're in the funding phases. So what are they going to be? 10 for the ebook and 20 for the signed paperback? I mean, how could you not? How could you not? JF, how could you not? I already did, Paul. You already did. Good job. <laughs> All right. Go buy books, people. Paul. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, man? Uh, well, we can talk about a few different things here. Let's start with right now, Inkshares is actually at, um, in Chicago. Do you know where they are? They are at the... They are the Book Expo. Yep. The book... it, it, has, it, it has a more complex name than just Book Expo. No, I think, it's, I think it doesn't. I think it's just Book Expo <coughs> America. And I could yeah, be wrong. It's, it's um, EBA, I believe. Yeah, so is, is the full name. So here's here's why this is significant. B E A. There we go. Yes, B-E-A. go ahead. It is significant. B E A. You're right. Yeah, Book Expo America. Gosh, we're we're awesome, Jeff. This uh, this episode is I'm, going to be the. Top. I am. I'm nailing this. <laughs> you would think that this is the drunk episode redo, right? I wasn't drunk. 
So, Paul, why is this significant? It's significant because for a couple reasons. Um, for the number one reason, my book is there in Chicago right now, being pimped out by Matt Kay and Jeremy Thomas and Avalon. Uh, how do you say your last name? Radis? Radis. Maybe, yeah. So, Avalon Radis. Yeah, there you go. Um, but no, more importantly, all of our books are there. And they are, um, earlier today, I saw that they were actually leading or participating in a panel discussion about why this, um, and, and again, I'm going off just a couple of sentences here, which everybody could probably see. I'm sure that they're, 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 I'm uh, your book to all the way through, like someone like Mike Mongo, um, mm-hmm. uh, all the way to what's the name? Uh, the show, the show, Philip, Philip, oh, Philip's uh, Psycho, something like that. Yeah, I'm sure they're um, showing that this can be a legitimate thing, and that is, this book expo could potentially lead to new doors opening, and that's why it's important, JF. Uh, do I mean. I've never been to this particular book expo, but I can imagine that the 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 more uh, presence that Inkshares have has at these type of things, the better it's going to be for all of us, whether you're funded yet or not. Well, it's it's been a subject of discussion uh, amongst us authors as to what kind of presence will Inkshare and Inkshare authors have. In, in different expos and different conferences. And I mean, we, we've had this back and forth with Inkshare saying like, could, like, are you going to send us to conferences? Are you going to like supply us with a conference kit? Like something like, how do we approach these things? And Inkshares has been very much leaving us on our own because, and, and I mean, the reason is very simple. What we tend to forget is yeah, that Inkshares is not a big company. <laughs> Inkshares is uh, when I visited Inkshares uh, in in February, they were yep. and that was more people? than it was the when I visited in um, last July. You know, um, at that point they were maybe mm-hmm. six, maybe six, uh, maybe more. But you know, I only met six. I think so. And, and 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 they're doing a lot of different things from coordinating with Girl Friday, basically building, maintaining the website, doing all the customer support, both for their their, their clients and for the the, the writers mm-hmm. and for the, the the readers. They're I mean they're trying to represent all the books in various formats, and the more books get to their publishing goals, the more of that they have to do. And they, they, they're, they're working on all the marketing, getting all the contacts. They have a lot of stuff on their plate, and they're a very small company, so that means that they don't have infinite funds. So the idea of being able to go to every book fair everywhere is right a bit delusional. However, the my biggest takeaway is, oh my God, Inkshares is at a book fair. They are at a, an actual freaking book fair. It's not a big booth, but they're there. And it's not just like in their hometown. They're not just going to the, 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 the book fair down, down the, the road. They're going to all the way to Chicago. They send two people, maybe I think more. Three. I think there are three of them are there. Anyways, and they're, they're repping books. And that's incredibly important because that's that means they're probably going to start doing more of that and as if they're doing this is because they're seeing the potential to expand their market and if they expand their market they expand <laughs> yeah, my right. market and your market yeah, and the next generation everyone's of, market um, books so coming out of ink shares you know the, i mean it's good for everyone it's kind of like what i was saying like this is good for everyone whether you have funded or or you haven't funded yet or or your book is you know somewhere in the pipeline or it's you know you're just about like like amaranth um chronicles uh, just about to hit the light publishing goal i mean it's never going to be a bad thing to get your business out there and you know let it be uh talked about and seen and and you know, help get some legs underneath it, more established, you know? Exactly. And what's going to be interesting is seeing how that develops in the future, how, like, what's what's the next conference that they're going to go to, what panels are they going to be doing once they're there, and seeing, gr- seeing growth from that point of view. 
because right now, like we again, we tend to forget Inkshares is a small publisher, but they are aiming high. They are aiming to be some of the big ones. So it's it's to me, it's just it's it's interesting because it's one more step in that direction. And I want to get to that point where, like, this whole idea of being on a panel on on legitimacy for this kind of company is important because. I want to be to the point where, like today, I was I, on, on one of the Facebook group I was in. I was someone brought my brought up my name saying, "If you have questions about Inkshares, because someone did, ask this guy. He's gone through the process, and that's cool." But I I'm eager for the day when people when you when if you mention, yeah, I'm doing this thing on Inkshares, at least amongst people who are very voracious readers and most writers it's not something that you need to explain because imagine if you had to remove that layer from your sales pitch when you're trying to promote your book for pre-orders that you don't have to explain that's what ink shares is yes absolutely that makes your job a lot easier um i remember when i was uh pushing for age ageless and it was like okay well here's what it is in a nutshell and it was always the same kind of idea uh it's sort of like kickstarter but at the end, instead of getting a check, they actually put your book through the works, all editorial, all design, um, and conversion into ebook, and then they put it out there in the world in actual bookstores. So, I mean, if you don't have to sit there and, and explain all that, and if someone just knows, okay, like when you say like Random House or something, you know, you just know what that is. Um, and I got a little bit of information about the Book Expo. Um, this is from Wikipedia, so grain of salt, you know how it is. Nearly all significant book publishers in the United States and many from abroad have booths and exhibits at BEA and use the fair as an opportunity to showcase upcoming titles, sell current books, socialize with colleagues from other publishing houses, and sell and buy um, subsidiary rights and international rights. Uh, I mean... Authors, librarians, and buyers of books, they also attend the, the event. So, I mean, it's just really like, it's a pretty big place for Inkshares to be. I mean, I, and I think that's why they put the money into sending those couple of three people um, out there to Chicago. Because really, I mean, if this is where the people are, this is what they want to, this is where they want to be. I mean, if this is where the buyers are, this is where they want to be. Because ultimately, all of us creative types we go, yeah, we want to write books and we want to be, um, you know, telling good stories and this and that. But Inkshares, at the end of the day, is we want to sell your books so we can keep our company, uh, you know, going. So, I mean, and don't take that the wrong way. They, they definitely yeah, and, care about, and, at least in my experience and JF's, they definitely care about us and what we do. Even but, if they, you know, well, even even if they only care on a financial basis, that's already a lot more than most than I was going to say most vanity presses. But that's comparing uh, ink shares to a vanity press, which it's not. But a lot of self publishing options, you are dealing with people for whom your your level of success right. is completely immaterial to them. So when you're when you're looking at a small press like ink shares, seeing that there's there's your success is so tied in with their success. Um, even if they do only care on a financial yeah. level, and you and I both know that's not true, but even if even if that were the case, it's still more than what you right. usually get. And you know, the, the crazy thing is, is like Inkshares has really, um, Inkshares has really come out swinging as far as books are concerned. In the in the in this first quarter of the year, they've already put out, I would say, ten. I guarantee you, ten, but probably more like a, a dozen books. Um, since 2016 started, you know what I mean? And uh, I guess um, we're getting close to the, the middle of the year. So the first half of the year, they've put out lots of material. And last year, um, they put out, at the end of the year, I mean, I, that's when I really started paying attention to what was going on. But they must have put out another 10. So, I mean, they have books coming out and books in the pipeline. And they're just pushing out um, all this um, content and, you know, having somewhere to push it like the um, Expo is a, a great, great idea to go there and to show uh, traditional publishers as well as independent publishers uh, or vanity press publishers um, that this is a viable option, you know, that things are happening here. And, and you know, not without the help, of course, of, of uh, like um, 
Sword and Laser, for example, and you know, getting getting eyes on Inkshares Publishing through the through these major contests, uh, which we mentioned earlier, will the the uh, hard science fiction one will be ending in a few days, and then they'll be announcing another contest. JF, um, what are you? Do you, I'm I'm getting off the subject here a little bit, but what are you? Um, what are you anticipating? You got anything? It's got to be some kind of fantasy. So far, what we've seen. All right, here's here's my prediction. This is how I do my predictions usually for things like that. So far, we've seen um, we've seen very specific subgenre of science fiction, which is space opera. I can't remember what was in the middle. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I was going to say. Or this have we only, only had yeah. two contests? Because Nerdist, we've only had, had their, two contests. Their own. So yeah, we, we've had space. Uh, yeah, we had space. Yeah, so Nerdist had sci-fi, had sci-fi, which uh, they did sci-fi and sci- their their thing was space opera. Then you have Geek and Sundry that comes in, do sci-fi, and they do uh, hard sci-fi. I think yeah, we're, now we're so. going to go back to Nerdist, I believe. And I believe they're going to do fantasy now. Yeah, and they're probably going to do sense. epic fantasy. And, and then Geek and Sundry is going to come back with also a fantasy thing. Now, and it's going to be another and, kind and of again, fantasy. Again, I'm way, way off of where I was, to, what I want to talk about. But um, do you see moving away from sci-fi and fantasy in one of these contests? Like I mean, what would be another genre that's a uh, pretty pretty high hitting, uh, or you know, pretty pretty big genre? I mean, something not too obscure is what I'm saying. What, what would you What would you say? Well, you, you got to look at who's sponsoring course, the contest, and we're talking about Nerdist and Geek and Sundry, so that's why we're seeing sci-fi. That's why I expect we're going to see fantasy, and that's why I wouldn't be surprised if at some okay. point we see superheroes. Or maybe some horror. Superheroes wouldn't be a bad one. And you're right. It goes right along with um, who's sponsoring <clears throat> here. But uh, they have approximately, what, after this one? Uh, I mean, when the, well, when this one ends, they'll have four more, I believe, right? Because there was a total of six um, contracted. So, uh, yep. yeah. So. so fantasy, epic fantasy, some other kind of fantasy, horror, uh, superheroes. There's your four. Good prediction. Done. Some That's other fantasy is my favorite genre there. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know my fantasy subgenre. Like it could be just one of them he- epic fantasy, and the yeah. other one could. Just and then be that would be uh, great I mean, because there's a lot of. Um, well, you remember with the first, the first uh, uh, sword and laser, and the first, first two sword and lasers, laser contests, and the uh, Nerdist came in and they did their own sci-fi and fantasy back at the end of the year last year. There were tons of great fantasy books in both in all of those, and they were, uh, you know. I mean, they're out there. There are definitely people out there with some good good ideas and good stories. So, um, back to the uh, expo. What um, what are you um, since it's currently going on? What kind of things do you think are going to happen there? Like, what do you see? Do you see? And, and this is just all speculative. Of course, we have no idea, or at least I have no idea. JF, um, I see them walking out with probably a couple of international deals for some of the books. I'm I'm thinking things like I don't know if the the problem is that some of these books probably have already secured some international rights. Like I'm pretty I'm I'm going to go out on the limb and say that I think Astronaut Instruction Manual already has international rights sold. Same thing for the show. Um Abomination I'm not sure, but basically I see them going towards those markets cuz to a certain right. degree they're kind of low-hanging fruits. Um, anything beyond that, I don't think we're going to know what the actual results were until a little further down the line, because they're probably going to look at some, I'm, I'm assuming maybe some distribution deals and there, there might be some quick impacts as if, if they talk to a particular, I don't know, books, book reseller and they manage to sell them on, you know, buying some, uh, some more ageless, you might see an actual, um, an, an immediate impact on that. Like you'll see, oh, this bookseller has bought a hundred copies of ageless. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks future guy. Stuff like Appreciate that. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can see some of us maybe seeing some boosts here and there on some of the books that we already have out. But otherwise, any larger scale things is going to take a few. Like it's it's not going to be hammered out immediately at the conference. So we're we're not going to see the splashback. Yeah, from that I, don't, for I mean, a while. I don't know. You never know. And distribution is what I was really like um, thinking about because I went to my local uh, um, chains bookstores because I was like, I want to get some of my books in your store. And apparently, the actual 
um, distribution distribution warehouses and things like that um, are not Ingram. The the big bookstores don't use them. Apparently, or they might use them, but they're they're like a side one, you know. Um, so they're like, well, you have to get it into this catalog before we can actually order it in the store. And I'm like, well, that's weird because it's on your website, you know. It's like you can get it from your website. And they're like, yeah, I don't know though, but that's how it works. So I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, which reminds me, I I forgot to send Avalon the email along with those names and just just to see, hey, what you know, what's the word on this? Um, but that was just you know a few days ago anyway. So it's not that. It wasn't that pressing at the, in the moment of my immediate life. It is pressing. It's just not right that day. So anyhow, anyhow um, that's what I'm kind of looking for. If there's any kind of um, different kind of or additional distribution, uh, are they working with, could they expand and work with other companies or whatever? You know, I don't know a lot about that that side of the book process, so. No, and that's that's why they're they're the ones dealing with that because they know what they're doing, and our job is is writing. The one thing that's interesting is remember the bigger yeah. the deal, oh, yeah. the longer it takes to hammer. That's good out. advice for you, JF. So it's good advice for you to remember. It, that yeah. the bigger the deal, the longer it takes to hammer out. Yeah, that's that's why I take forever to order <laughs> at restaurants because I like my meals there complicated and huge. Uh, well, the only other thing I would talk about is uh, uh, um, the glorious Derek Adams will be coming up to uh, South Carolina, in uh, from Georgia to South Carolina next week. And he's actually going to be coming to a convention that I have in my local area here. And we've gotten a table because we we're talking about conventions. So this is more of like a uh, comic convention, though. And um, we're going to give it a shot and see what it's like, kind of like a test run, a small, smallish convention. Um, and we're going to see what it's like. So I think that'll be cool to report on and talk about. So, but that'll be a you know a couple couple episodes maybe away. That's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to. Oh, we uh, you know we're going to get into some shenanigans. If you know you know glorious glorious Derek, he's going to be all about the shenanigans. You know he'll probably come over and we might like take a nap or you know because um, we're both getting older. You know, <laughs> so we might uh, you know order. Order a pizza or something, and it'll be crazy times, man. I'm just telling you, crazy. So, <laughs> uh, but I don't have anything else on that subject. And uh, the only other thing that I wanted to mention in, in this episode this week is a couple um, quick things. Um, some of the other authors uh, on Inkshares are putting together um, a something similar to what we had last fall uh, with the um, what was it last fall the uh, reviewathon. They are going to be doing putting together a review fest and that's going to be i believe the last um the last week of may and that could be wrong first week of june one of those two um but that's going to be pretty cool where they cover um ideas that are in the draft stage and uh i i think kara i have to apologize to you because last week apparent last episode we apparently got something way wrong but i think it's either i think it's kara and rebecca or it's just rebecca Lieber of Proxy uh, and Kara Weston of She is the End, putting that together, possibly, or just Rebecca. I'm not really clear on who's who's running it. But anyway, um, be looking for some more information on that in the near future. And if you follow us, Right Brain, I should say, on Twitter, we have cleared 500 followers. So thank you very much for listening, and uh, we hope you enjoy this crazy shenanigans that we have every, you know, week-ish, you know. <laughs> and uh i don't know jeff you got anything else specific that you wanted to like throw in this week um no nothing specific just uh if anybody is curious uh, about my progress with god in the shed you can you can follow me on on ink shares uh or follow a god in the shares on a god in the shed on ink shares or if you are more of a fan of the life engineered you can look for uh my my idea which is soon to be a draft and then will subsequently be a funding campaign for the sequel to the life engineered called arc android just look for it on ink shares it's um, going yeah, to be that, neat. It, it is going to be neat actually i can't wait for that it's going to be cool i i really enjoyed the life engineered and ageless is uh, you know, doing pretty well. If you have a copy and you have read it, leave a review on Amazon and Goodreads and, you know, just get with me in person or, well, you know, send me an email or, or uh, shoot me a private message on Twitter if you would like, at Paul Inman SC. 
Um, and let me know what you think and uh, maybe if I could improve it all. And there has been talk, there has been talk of a sequel, which might end up in the ideas on InkShares, although I haven't decided yet. So, and check out Selfless, the um, companion piece to Ageless on examiner.com. JF? JFDubo.com? JFDubo.com or JFDubo on Twitter. That is Paul pretty Inman, much all for SC. me this com. week. Check us out. And uh, I think that we are so, good to go, my friend. We are good to go. So for, for myself, Jeff Dubo, and for my good friend, Paul Inman, we'll see you guys next week because we're not going to be two weeks <laughs> we late again. <laughs>